Hey, good morning to episode 701. We're talking this week about scary situations, and the scary situation we're going to tackle today is one of the scariest for me, and that's pricing. All that and more coming up on today's Antidote. Stay tuned for today's Antidote, brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's Antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Hey, Tom, no oh, boy different places the world's so confusing let me try that again do 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 hey tom good morning good morning bob how are you uh, apparently better than our technology today it was moving around pretty quick there yeah i was off not paying attention for a moment i guess it happens it happens i was so enthralled by your intro that i was i went with short and sweet today yes you did which is okay nothing wrong with yeah. that yeah sometimes it just is <laughs> rock and roll sometimes they get long sometimes they're short sometimes who knows it's kind of like your pricing sometimes when you think about it <laughs> well maybe it's too high maybe it's too low and I'm not sure really what i should do something like that that is exactly <laughs> you could have been in my head sunday afternoon well you know sometimes those things are challenges that we face and they can be scary of course we wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't the week of Halloween and scary things. So. Well, I don't know. We could talk about the scary aspects of pricing at any time. We just chose to be topical. Correct. Flow, go in the flow with what's going on in the world. That's around it. Us. That's it. Exactly. Oh, All right. Well, wait, Tom, I need to do something. This is a personal thing if you'll indulge me. Wake up, Adam. You have school today. Get up, Adam. Get up, Adam. Found out yesterday. I think we found out in a comment that uh, my nephew Adam doesn't like to hear this broadcast that his my sister, his mother, likes to listen to. So now I'm going to see if I can antagonize him by giving him a personal wake up call each morning. Every morning, I might, and I might just slip it right in the middle of a sentence, like "Get up, Adam," <laughs> just for giggles. Sounds fair. If that's what's real for you in the moment. I guess go so for service it. I provide. What can I say? Excellent. All right, everyone. Well, good morning and welcome to today's Antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast. Uh, each weekday morning, we have a discussion around a topic. And as Bob mentioned in the intro, this week's topic is pricing. Uh, sorry, this week's topic is scary situations. Today, we're going to talk about pricing, one of those scary situations that many leaders and business owners and entrepreneurs face. Before we get to that, though, uh, or as we're going through that conversation, we would encourage you, if you have thoughts or ideas that you would like to share, please feel free to put them in the comments of whatever social media you happen to be following us on, whether that is Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or LinkedIn Live, baby! LinkedIn Live. And if you're a LinkedIn person, I put up a poll on my page yesterday about what are the scary, what's the scariest situation for you in your business. And so it'll be, please feel free to vote on that. Uh, and... After the conversation that we have, we will share our one thing, that thing that we hope will help you figure out how to move forward and take your next step, maybe today, 
and maybe somewhere else down the road when you're struggling to figure out what to do about pricing and how it might impact your customers or clients or the goods or services you provide. And of course, you are welcome to provide your one thing as well if you would like, because um, we know that when you add your value, it will have an impact on others. And it might be exactly the feedback someone is looking for as they try to figure out how to take their next step along their own unique pathway to success. Before we dive into our hey, Tom, topic, just so you know, I'm taking care of that situation going on in the background. It's all good. Okay. Had some had some stuff going on there, but it's all good. Fair enough. Uh, before we dive into our conversation, or I guess not before we deal with whatever's going on in the background that Bob took care of, uh, we each morning start the show off by sharing our celebrations. Bob, what are you celebrating today? So I'm going to celebrate. I was sitting at a bar last night and uh, waiting for someone to meet me. And a woman leaned over and she said to me, you're a good looking man. I hope you're going to be met by someone. And I was just sitting there and I thought that was really nice. She was there with her husband. He had gone to the bathroom. It was just a nice thing for her to say. It was just very, very innocent, very sweet, nothing inappropriate about it. And then she introduced herself and her husband came out and we chatted for a second and then they left. And, you know, it was just a very nice exchange. And I don't know if I looked like I was just lost or tired or whatever, but it was a very nice thing for her to do. And I, I didn't even, I don't even remember her name. I know it began with the M. It might've been Marie or Mary or Madeline, who knows, there was so much noise, but it was just a nice gesture. And, and I and I pointed out because I think there are times when we can do little things that really make a big difference that don't cost us a lot of money. And when we talk about pricing, you know, we'll get into that. But sometimes there's a there's a price that we pay to give someone a gift that isn't as big as we think it might be, if that makes any sense at all. Sure. Absolutely. I like that. Well, congratulations on being thought of as a nice looking man by someone else <laughs> you sound surprised not at all i just was making an observation okay okay <laughs> i got awkward <laughs> no it's it's nice when people tell us things like that should, should we tell the story about the time when both of us were together and there was a woman that we both got to know at that event and we went up to it was a casino night a fundraising casino night. We went up to play the game and the gentleman immediately assumed that the woman was with you, not me. Should we tell that story? Well, it sounds like you just did. I did. I did. <laughs> so I guess whether we are or not, it is out there now. So I do remember that. It's been a couple of years. It has been a couple of years. Yes. Indeed. All right. So what celebrate you this morning, Tom? What celebrate me? <laughs> Yes, I am celebrating. Uh, this morning, I'm celebrating. Um, you know, I have a big event. I think I mentioned this on Monday coming up this weekend. And it's it's a weekend when they're uh, for assigning girls mm -hmm. and women's lacrosse. Um, and it's the biggest weekend probably there is in the fall. And there's events going on everywhere. And finding enough officials is always a challenge. And, you know, last night I was working on Sunday schedule and got to a point where I was like, hmm. This is feeling okay. Not quite there yet. And it was feeling okay. And I think Monday morning, I was not 
feeling that way. It was definitely, that was my scary situation. Halloween, was playing nothing on the scary situation I was looking at trying to find enough people to cover all the games that we had. So it seems to be in better shape at the moment. We'll see what today brings in that regard. But I'm And I'm celebrating that it is uh, in a better shape than it was on Monday. How many officials, how many games? Uh, probably close to 90 officials. I don't, I don't know the total number of games. Um, it's two days. It's three different sites. And by 90 officials, you could have an official work one game or you could have an official work six games in a day, right? Yes. And more like we have some officials working three games and we have some officials working 12. Um, okay. 12 yeah. would, are you working 12? Yes. Because you have to. <laughs> it's one of those days when you don't have any, when when you don't have it, when you have what you have, yeah. you do the best you can with it. So, yeah, it'll be, uh, fortunately, the weather looks very nice. I was going to say, you've got a really great weekend coming up. Yeah, Which for November, good. it could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse, no doubt. And it's not going to be too hot, which. And it's not going to get rained out, so you have to reschedule it for the following weekend. Yeah, they don't do that. So that's. Uh, <laughs> lucky for you. <laughs> yes. So, yes, Tom, can I take a crack at getting us into this topic? Of course. Great. Thank you. So we've been talking this week about scary situations. And one of the most scary situations for me is pricing a new product or service. And I had this experience over the weekend. I had someone who uh, I was talking to and they were interested in me doing some coaching, but they didn't want it to fit into the normal envelopes. They wanted it to be more ad hoc. I want to be able to text you and within two, three hours, I want you to be available if at all possible for me to have a 15 minute discussion with you about something very specific and very high level. And I want to keep you informed of things. So it was different than all the other stuff I did. And I was trying all weekend to figure out how to price it. And um, I, I realized Saturday morning that one of the best strategies I could use was to call one of my clients who really understands what I do, is very positive, has given me testimonials, and explain the situation to him and say, hey, if you were to use this model, what would a fair rate be? And I had a number in my head, and he confirmed that number to the dollar. I said, oh, that's really helpful. I appreciate that. And he's like, well, I wouldn't do it for any lower than this. And I think that's one of the things, Tom, that I've never used as much as I probably could which is to talk to my customers and get a sense because there are two things going with pricing, right? One is the concrete price. I'm going to sell you an eraser for a dollar. The other side of that is how much is that eraser worth to you? If you're filling out a job application for a job that might pay you $200,000 and they want it done in pencil and you've got three minutes to get it done before the business closes, and you made a mistake on that form that they make you fill out, that value of that pencil is not a dollar to you. It could be $1,000. It could be $5,000 because value is more related to what we're trying to achieve. And I think when we price things, we tend to undercut ourselves and devalue ourselves because it's like no one's ever going to pay that for what it is because we tend to look at what it costs us. You know, oh, I'm only going to do a 15 minute coaching session with this person, probably two a month. I only need to, she's going to give me a couple hours notice, big deal. But 
on the other side, it's like, well, okay, she must see value in what I have to offer because she wants me to do it. And she wants me to be available on short notice, which means that these are probably high level decisions that she's making. And so there's a value there that's far greater than just the simple, this is what I do. And then the third piece of it is what gets me to the place that allows me to be that person to her, all the work that went into it, all the time with marketing, all the experience I've developed, all the all the repetitions of doing it, just like when you are official when you're scheduling officials for lacrosse games, you have a system in place. I know you do. And you know people that you can go, hey, I really need you, Frank, to work 12 games for me Saturday and Sunday. Do me a favor. And Frank goes, All right, Tom, you know what? I was really hoping to watch the football game, but I'll do it for you because I like you. And we have all those shortcuts. We have all those things. And I don't think we give them proper weight when we're figuring out our pricing because we get scared about, well, you know, I, I don't want to charge this much because what if they say no? I mean, that's the thing that I had to fight through over the weekend. What if this person says no? But if I undervalue what I'm doing, isn't a no really a, a, a good thing in some ways? Because if I'm undervaluing it, I'm not getting what I'm worth. So why would I do it in the first place? Right. If I if I said to the person in that scenario where they need the eraser, hey, it's two cents for the eraser. How long will it take them to give me a quarter and say, keep the change or dollar bill? Heck, they might give me a five dollar bill. They don't care. They just want the eraser. And I think we don't. And that's that very, very simple example is one that someone used with me years ago. And it really resonated. And, and if you think of it that way, I think it makes it like, oh, wow, maybe I could charge more. And not that you should gouge people. There's a fair number. But that number can be fluid based on where you, where you are, how busy you are. I've certainly lowered my prices at times when I'm not super busy. And I've raised them when I'm super busy. It's like, well, if you want access to this, you're going to have to pay a premium. I had when I was doing web development years ago, I had someone say, I need a site done. This was on Friday. I need a site done by Monday, Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Can you do it? Yeah, can do it. How much is it going to cost? Double our usual rate. They were like, done. So I lost a weekend of my life to work on a website and my developer lost a weekend of his life, but we made double money and we thought we were living the dream. I know several people that was said, oh, you know what? You need it Monday. I'll do it regular price or I'll charge you an extra $20. What do you think to all that, Tom? I had a lot going on there. You thought about this a little bit, haven't you? I have lived in the, yeah, this is, every now and then we get a topic where it's a hot button issue. This is one for me. This, is, this has been a uh, source of constant uh, frustration because I... Twice when I was doing web development projects, I, I priced something super low. I have a client who to this day loves me. I can walk into their business and they, they practically give me a hug and kiss and tell me how great I am every time because I priced a website at a couple thousand dollars and it took them, the work we did took them from about $400,000 in revenue a year to about 1.4 million by creating an online system. And had I priced that appropriately, I would have made a lot more at the front end. And had I really been on my game, I think there was a model where I could have uh, 
had a uh, portion of the proceeds along the way, a little recurring revenue. Uh, but it was and a you didn't lesson. know that. I didn't know that. And and if you get my book, The Renegade Way, which I should be able to show you, but I don't have in front of me, I talk about that situation. And more recently, I worked with a law firm. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago and I did a, a website for them. Websites are my nemesis, apparently. And they did. They thought the price, there were three competing bids. Mine was the lowest. And they actually thought that I was the best of the three, regardless of price. You know, they rated it different ways and I rated the highest. Did the work and then the woman in charge said, hey, um, your price was really low. I'd like to recoup that money for you. And she found some ways to do that by juggling things around a little bit. But those are two examples. And those we're talking for me, Tom, we're talking probably 40, 60, $80,000 lost in those two examples. So we're not, Maybe. I'm not talking about, you know, a dollar to $2, even though that's, you know, if you do a dollar or $2, that adds up if it happens a million times. How about you? <clears throat> Sorry. Well, I think the thing about all of that is you, the only way you knew that is by trying it. You could have, you could have priced that logic. it, you could have priced it differently and maybe not gotten the bid, gotten the work. It's hard to tell. Cause again, I think value is, is based on our clients or our customers. They're the ones who place the value on with their, we believe, we know what the what we believe the value is and yet it really only has value if it needs it and then desperately they need it like the eraser mm -hmm. like you could try to sell an eraser for 20 bucks to somebody and be like yeah this eraser is worth it when you need it it'll be there and they might be like yeah i just don't need it i don't ever write with a pencil why would i and why would i pay 20 dollars for an eraser for the person who's looking, who's using a pencil and needs to use a pencil and needs to have something 100% correct, they need an eraser. And, and I think that's what sometimes makes it challenging, which in some regards means we don't know. We don't know how people, unless they tell us. And even then, they may tell us the value that they think our goods or services are worth. And yet that doesn't necessarily mean they think it has that they would pay that for it. Right. So there's a lot going on. And I think, you know, one of the things I, I got from a former coach of mine is, you know, that that it's hard. So don't worry about it. Just number and, and use it and don't go back and, oh, I could have made 80, 60 to $80,000 that I didn't. Yeah, you could have. And you could have priced higher and not gotten the business at all. So right. like going back and try to, to all you're doing is judging the results that you received rather than just trying to understand like, okay, now I know that for some people there is, it, you know, there are people who are willing to pay based on how desperate they need, whatever the service is. And so I think you can either just stick with, all right, here's what I think it's worth, put it out there and see who else believes that it's worth that. You know, because I, I had a another well, person once tell me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, isn't that the scary part is really when you get down to it, it's putting it out there. And what if the person says no, especially when you're in a moment of desperation, it's like, I really need to make some money. And the person says no, because, oh, that price is too high. 
you know, that, 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 that's the scary part to me and not just scary in the sense of having money to pay my bills, but scary in the sense of, oh, wow, I shouldn't have started a business. What was I thinking? I should, I, it becomes a, a slippery slope of blaming yourself for everything that's gone wrong. Or at least for me, that happens. You seem well, more immune to that or you hide it better. Well, I think I've just tried to get more to, to a point of can't control any of that. And just because one person doesn't find value in it doesn't mean somebody else won't. You know, you're you're saying, oh, one person said that they wouldn't pay this price. Okay, that's one person. It doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't others out there who who are in a different situation and feel like they need it. I think that's the thing is like, it's easy to go back and play the, let me evaluate based on the results. Oh, I put a price out there that I thought was fair for mm -hmm. the services and the goods and the value that it provided. And someone didn't think that was the case and they didn't buy. Now that's maybe if they shared with you that they thought your price was too high. They may also have other reasons why they decided to do that. It wasn't all about price. And yet you're, most people will then beat themselves up over the price that they charged and that they should have done something differently. Well, you didn't know. You did the best you could with the information that you had at the moment. And I think that's, you know, when you get comfortable with that, that that's the way you're going to approach it. And that one person saying yes or no is is almost like it goes into that uh, scarcity mode. Is mm -hmm. well, that's the only person out there that I could that might ever want what I have to offer. And I think that's not always the case. And I think it's why one of the one of my coaches once said, in a way to get people to stop thinking about it and and, and not even thinking about it, just stressing about it, is pick a number. When three people pay that number, raise your prices. When three people pay that number, raise your prices again. Because now what you've done is now you've been able to discover people who see the value in what you have to offer and are at a point where they need what that value provides. Mm -hmm. Again, I, we, I have one of those little uh, massage guns. And for the last probably month, I haven't been able to find the power cord. So we haven't been able to use it. And, and so at some point it's like, okay. And finally my daughter who does this all the time was like, why don't you just order it off of, order a new one off of Amazon? I'm like, well, why we it's here. I should go find it. <clears throat> so clearly I had, I didn't feel the need. Yeah. I, it would have been nice to have running around on a, on a field and sitting at my desk a lot. And it wasn't so pain, so much pain that I, decided to do that. So finally, she and my wife ordered one. And I'm sure they paid way more than whatever the value is, so that it not only would we'd have it is that it would be delivered yep. yesterday. And, and again, it's all about how badly do you think you need it? And then you're willing to pay whatever it is. I, I saw someone you're doing 12 games on Saturday and 12 games on Sunday, that might be the best investment ever. <laughs> it might be. And I'll be super thankful that somebody paid whatever they paid to have it. Oh, I'm sure it came out of your credit card, Tom. You paid. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, but it's interesting. Like, I've seen people who do DoorDash 
go to a restaurant and only the only thing they walk away with is a large drink for someone. Yeah. So you think about like what they ended up paying for the large drink. Now for them, I guess it was either they were in a situation where they didn't want to take the time to get up and go do it. Or they were just like, why would I do it when somebody else can bring it to me? And it's going to cost me seven bucks. Okay. If they're willing to pay it, then that's the pricing was fair. If not, they're like, okay, it's not worth it. I'll go do it myself or something else. So, you know, I think it's just a matter of trying. It's like, it's like gambling, like trying to figure out, okay, what number do I throw out there and see if this wins on a roulette table. And when it doesn't, you're like, oh, well, that didn't work out. I guess I could play another number or keep playing the same number. And maybe at some point it'll hit on the wheel. I just think that we get, you can get so wrapped up in pricing that you lose sight of the value it provides to someone else and the impact that it can have on them. And, and if one person says no, or 10 people say no, that doesn't mean that your pricing is all out of whack. It just means that you maybe haven't identified the right the correct group of people to bring to your product who desperately need it and are willing to pay whatever the pricing is that you have. Okay. Wow. So Tom, I like, I like what you said there. Um, what's your one thing this morning as we talk through this? I, I think of, uh, scary situations and pricing. I think, you know, and I'm not saying that I don't sometimes stress about it as well. I just stress a little bit less, I think than I used to. Uh, I know you don't stress. I've never, you've never expressed to me any concern around this topic. I think I've probably expressed concern to you about this a handful of times, which means it's happened in my world every day. (laughs) Well, because I think that the scary situation is, is not putting it out there and that you might not be able to help someone around it. And if you're getting caught up on your pricing, you know, then maybe you need to really take a second look at why are you doing this and how are you doing it? And that it's just because one or two or 10 or a hundred people don't buy your goods or services doesn't mean that it's pricing. could be. And if all you focus on is pricing, you may miss the thing that really is making a difference, which is, you know, what's the value that's in it? What's the message that you're saying about what the value provides about the difference it's going to make for the person once they have it? And I think that's, those are the things that we have the opportunity to try and learn from rather than just being focused on, well, did I charge, did I try to charge too much or not enough? Those are judgments. Okay. I like that. I I was going to go with something a little different, which is just uh, making sure that you put the value into the equation. So often I think we put just a number that accommodates you know what we think it is in the moment but the value is really the factor that i think i overlook often and so i think bringing that into the discussion even if it doesn't cause you to change your pricing just having the thing okay what is the value to my customer of this if it's a software solution and it saves them two hours every time they do it that's got a value that's a huge value to a company or uh, anything now that would make uh, employees be able to do more with less time. Huge. 
because it's hard to find employees right now. It's hard to have enough employees. So automating things can have a huge value, just as an example. And I for think some, not for forever. Some. And I think that's the like that's the game we get into is you're really trying to take a dart and say, I understand what everyone out there needs and believe that I have the answer to it. And then I then I think, well, what's that worth? And how much is it going to be? Like, you can't ever figure that out, I don't think. I mean, I think you can get an understanding. You right. can ask your clients. You can ask your customers what they think. They may provide some feedback. It's just one person's feedback or, you know, it's not the end all be all. And again, you know what? If I was really thirsty and the only way I could get a drink because I was tied to a desk and couldn't get up and do whatever, $7 for a soda might be well worth it <clears throat> who yeah. knows you know who would have ever thought that somebody would actually do that you're like well right. that's silly why would you do that you can well what you think everybody else would just go out and do i'm at a point where i can't do it at that moment and so i'm willing to pay to get something that i i think will make a significant difference in where i'm at okay well, that was a good discussion. I, I I was scared where it was going to go, and I was scared just to have the discussion because that topic really has caused me some uh, scares in the years. So appreciate that. Um, you want to wrap this puppy up? Sure. Thanks so much for being a part of our conversation today. If you have one thing you'd like to share about the scary situation around pricing, please feel free to put it in the comments because uh, we know it'll add value and somebody might be just like, wow, that really summed it up differently than the way Bob and Tom did. And that was really valuable to me today. If you happen to be listening to our podcast, we know that unfortunately there's no place for you to share comments. So we would encourage you to go to either our LinkedIn group, if you're a LinkedIn person, the Renegade Success Network for Leaders. Or if you're a Facebook person, go to Facebook and go to the Ring of Renegades, where you can share your thoughts and ideas there, uh, where those groups are with people who are trying to figure out how to take their next step trying to understand the value that they provide and are oftentimes looking for answers to questions that they have that have not yet been posed to them that might help them figure out how to take their next step along their own unique pathway to success. So we look forward to seeing you inside one of those groups or we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time for our next episode of today's antidote. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, and embrace the renegading you. It is well worth the investment of your time and effort to embrace the renegading you. We're all renegades. You're a renegade. I know you, each each and every one of you. Go out and embrace it. So it's worth it. How much would you price it? In, in, there's no amount. <laughs> now he's going in a tailspin, I can tell. <clears throat> all right, everybody. <clears throat> Go out and make it a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's antidote powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, Go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.